Welcome to this week's Ping Podcast. This week, Terry Sherman presents part six of the dynamic duel of customer service. All right, I just want to touch on problem management. Here are the activities in problem management. And again, as I said, in, in trying to identify, do you have a, a mature problem management process? Uh, you look at the activities, the things that need to be done in this process, and then we can look at these areas. The first one being, do you have any visible results? And some of these look familiar. Do you have a process owner? Do you have resources allocated? Do you have an awareness campaign going? So some of this is pretty similar as to what it was in incident management. Uh, now, do you have problems defined and logged in a separate and distinct partition called your problem record database? And do you also have, either do you have a tool that allows those problem records to change status to the status of a known error record, or do you have a separate and distinct partition upon which you store your known error re records? In other words, are you making the distinction between problems Problem records, which help us link data from incident management and which give us the data to perform the root cause analysis, and known errors, where we have all of that done. We have the root cause analysis. We have the CI at fault. We have the root cause. And what we're looking for is a fix. So do we make that distinction within the problem management process? So you have those, da those databases maintained. Uh, you have research and diagnosis performed. You, you have good troubleshooting skills good root cause analysis skills built into this process. Now, in, here's, here's, a good, here's a sign of a good problem management process, that they're taking care of their buddy incident management, that they're supplying incident management with workaround. In other words, we're the process. Problem management is the process that is going to be learning more. It's investigating and diagnosing. It's investigating in terms of learning more about the issue and what's going on. Problem management is just looking for that band-aid. And we're the process that's finding out more and more about what the issue is. And the point here is, is the problem management process sharing that with the incident management process? And do we have those links established? Because that's the key. We need to have all of that in place. And then also, are we coming up with permanent fixes? And are, of course, are we keeping all of this in our database? We have that problem management database. We can distinguish known errors on it. We have procedures developed to communicate these problem management activities, and primarily here with incident management. Although, as we've said, the communication with the change management process is also going to be important. And once again, as with incident management, do we have problem, problems that are associated with security issues? Do we, make, do we have some sort of link with security management in terms of making sure that we uh, take into consideration all of the security issues that need to be looked at. So some of the things that we could be reporting on, yes, the number of problems defined, the number of known errors identified. In other words, this is we, we are we keeping track of the number of problem records we open, et cetera. Number of ongoing incidents linked. Another another key word there is ongoing. You know, how many how many incidents are still occurring? We in other words, we have problem and known error records. We have known error records really that we've submitted perhaps to the RFC, but we haven't done the fix. And by the way, if you don't know this, that's very common in these ITIL best practices. I have lots of open known error records, and I'm not necessarily fixing them because the business and change management has decided it's more efficient to just have them keep rebooting rather than pay for the fix. So it's not uncommon to have a lot of known error records remain open. We're looking at the number of RFCs that have been issued as a result of our known error, of our error control subprocess, and of course, amount of time, resources, dollars spent on our research. We'd be reporting on that. 
We have all the roles defined. We have the roles defined to support the problem management process. And again, we've probably used some sort of authority matrix to make sure that the right skills and authority align with the activities that need to be done that we're assigning to the different groups in IT. Proactive problem management activities are taking place. That trend analysis. You want to know the key to having a good handoff between incident management and problem management? Well, the key to that is making sure that problem management is proactively looking at, gauging at the activity in incident record database. It's looking at incident records and doing trending. Uh, are we doing proactively or are we defining problems before they create more incidents? Are we able to actually get some control over the number of incidents occurring because we're defining the problems and we're coming up with, with fixes? Are we replacing CIs that cause? Are we doing our job in problem management and populating the problem database on a consistent basis, blah, blah. Alignment, in other words, and again, it's like, it's like, it's like incident management. You know, are we, do we have sufficient resources? Are we keeping up with the needs of the business in terms of fixing stuff? So are we, do we have the, the right resources allocated to perform all of those activities in problem management? And in terms of documentation, again, some of this is similar. Do we have our process models, all of the stuff that we need, all of the documentation that we need to plan the problem management process? Do we have procedures that we've, you know, do we have procedures written for performing the activities in both problem uh, in both problem control and error control, the two sub-processes of this process, and that we have procedures for populating and maintaining our problem management database. We have procedures for allocating the resources to do all of this. Once a problem has been declared, we have procedures that we can follow to assign resources in order to deal with that issue, deal with that problem. Uh, again, these are all signs that we're doing what we should be doing in the problem management process. And in terms of formal planning, it's going on. We have a budget to do problem management, to fix stuff. We actually have a budget. Maybe we don't have a budget to perform the changes, but we have a budget to perform the root cause analysis and to develop the fixes. So the money to actually perform the change doesn't necessarily come out of a budget for this process. And that our staffing and scheduling planning is ongoing, etc. Thank you for listening to the Pink Podcast series, A Dynamic Duel of Customer Service. Please join us next week for how to take ITIL processes beyond a maturity level of control.